It's a late-breaking extra drama for book number 69, Friend Against Friend. So does that make me Miss America? Hi, everybody. It's your host, Marissa Flaxbart, coming back at you after the really too long of a pause. You know, I usually like to keep the hiatuses between the 10 books, but a lot has been going on for me. I wrote a movie. I became a professional podcaster. I have been doing other things. And I'm happy to report that this season is actually going to end not with this episode, but next week with episode number 70. And then I have a whole stratagem in mind, a plan to make it possible to keep making the show that I love, but not keep you guys on your toes waiting <laughs> to see if I'm ever going to release another episode. So um, that being said, uh, for today, I realized that I never released an extra drama episode for book number 69, which was with my great friend, Callie Baker Johnson. It was, I, I love this episode. I re-listened to it recently. I am so proud of it. I hope you guys liked it. It was a weird book. Callie and I had a great discussion. But I got so caught up in my great and surprising discussion um, with Callie that I neglected to include one of the most bonkers passages from the whole book. Um, And you guys may have gleaned from all of your listening to the show, if you listen to the show regularly, that, you know, I have a sort of secret hidden aspirations to uh, being an audiobook narrator. So (laughs) I have read this passage for you and uh, popped a little of our favorite dramatic music behind it. And lo and behold, uh, it has become a harrowing trip through Mrs. Jacoby's sociology class with the Wakefield twins and friends. So enjoy... Get really excited for book 70 next week, and then we'll be back with you with more Sioux Valley Diaries soon. Thanks for sticking with me and with the show. In both chemistry and French, the two classes that Elizabeth and Jessica shared, people were talking about the incident. And as the morning passed, more and more people were discussing it. When Jessica walked into sociology, everyone in the class was speaking in hushed whispers. Every face wore a shocked outraged expression. Listen up, people, their teacher, Mrs. Jacoby, said. Instead of talking about urban planning today, I want to do an exercise with you about prejudice. Jessica raised her eyebrows and glanced next to her. Carol Walker, who took sociology with Jessica and was also the longtime girlfriend of Jessica's older brother, Stephen, shrugged and returned the questioning look. Word had spread quickly. It appeared that Sweet Valley High was taking the attack against Andy very seriously. Now, would everyone with blue or gray eyes please raise his or her hand? The teacher went on. Curious, Jessica raised her hand in the air. On her other side, Amy Sutton raised her hand too. Several other students in the room did as well. They were outnumbered by at least two to one. Fine. Mrs. Jacoby folded her arms and looked very stern. Now, because of this totally arbitrary characteristic, your eye color, you people are now second-class citizens. There was a collective gasp from all the people with blue eyes. What do you mean? Jessica asked. Who said you could talk? The teacher said sharply. Jessica felt her face turning red. She saw that Amy looked stunned. Everyone else in the room looked puzzled and embarrassed. The rest of you, Ms. Jacoby went on in a friendly tone, 
may speak in any way you like to the light eyes. Treat them as badly as you want to. They don't deserve better. Her heart pounding, Jessica looked around the room. The kids with dark eyes looked uncomfortable, but not nearly as uneasy as her fellow light eyes. For several minutes, nobody spoke. I want to sit there, Kara said to Amy. Amy picked up her books and moved from her desk. Where should I sit? She asked. I don't care, Kara said. Just not near me. Good, Kara, the teacher said. That's the spirit. As Amy stepped aside, she caught Kara's eye. Sorry, Kara whispered. She shrugged. I understand, Amy whispered back. She looked at Jessica, who was arguing with Maria Santelli. No, I will not pick up your book, Jessica said indignantly. Maria raised her hand. Jessica won't do what I say. The teacher scowled at Jessica. Did you knock Miss Santelli's books on the floor, she demanded. No, Jessica said. You're a liar, the teacher sneered. All you light eyes are liars. Somebody at the back of the room laughed. Ken Matthews, who also had blue eyes, was blushing. Go sharpen this pencil for me, Kirk Anderson said to Ken in an arrogant tone. Ken stood up and glared at Kirk, then went to the pencil sharpener. He turned the handle with swift, violent cranks. Jessica sat on the chair in the corner, hugging her books to her chest. She couldn't believe how horrible it felt to be singled out so suddenly and abused simply because of the color of her eyes. Even though she knew it was an experiment, she still felt awful. It was truly frightening to see the way her classmates with dark eyes were behaving. Some people looked apologetic, but almost everyone was getting into it to some degree. The power to dominate seemed to go to their heads almost instantly. For the rest of the class, Jessica, Amy, and the other light eyes were victims of the worst kind of scorn, criticism, and ridicule. The teacher announced at one point that all the light eyes would have to sit at the back of the room and would not be allowed to speak under any circumstances. Jessica sat next to Amy. This is what it feels like, she told herself. This is how it feels to be discriminated against. She was furious, and she sat with her arms folded across her chest, a stubborn pout on her face. This stinks, she whispered to Amy. How come we have to do this? It doesn't make any sense to pick on us. No talking, someone at the front of the room ordered. Amy gave her a silent look. It made just as much sense to pick on people with light eyes as it did to pick on people with brown skin, or a different religion, or an unusual accent, or anything else. Finally, five minutes before the class was over, Ms. Jacoby made another announcement. Okay, that's all the discrimination I can stand dealing out for one day, she said. Now let's talk about what we just did here. Jessica stood up immediately and strode to her usual seat. I think this was the stupidest experiment, she complained. Why? the teacher asked. Because it wasn't fair, Jessica said. Why wasn't everybody discriminated against? Then it wouldn't be discrimination, Ken said. Dark eyes are always a majority, Ms. Jacoby explained. So now you know what it feels like to be in a minority and how it feels to suffer because of it. I didn't know it would hurt so much. One of the light eyes called out. I felt like crying. The teacher nodded. How about some of the dark eyes? She asked. How did you feel? Weird, Winston Egbert offered. I mean... I thought I wouldn't want to be mean to them, but it was pretty easy. 
That makes me kind of nervous, he added, looking around the room. Some of the others nodded. I guess this gives you something to think about, doesn't it? Ms. Jacoby asked in a quiet voice. Jessica looked at the petition sitting on top of her books. In the past 30 minutes, it had become even more important to her. Now she knew a little bit of what it felt like to be on the receiving end of bigotry and prejudice. And it made her furious. Furious. 